This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Lord God, as we gather here for worship today, we ask that you would make this clear to us, that you would see, let us see our purpose and our calling in life. And so, Lord God, as as we gather around your word today, we ask that you would speak into each and every one of our hearts, that you would renew us, and that you would transform us, and that you would lead us to live a grace-filled life in all of our relationships, especially looking to you for your grace that changes everything. Amen. So think of a name of a TV father, okay? It could be a a real person or an animated person, a father from TV, okay? Got it? Share that with someone sitting next to you, or if you're worshiping online, go ahead and, and drop it in the chat room, a father, go ahead, from TV. Okay, now, pretty much kind of the same type of thing. Think of a TV child, either live or animated, a TV child, a character. Okay, now share that name with a a person sitting next to you or again in the, the chat room. Go ahead. For 32 seasons, Bart Simpson has been a role model for our children, okay? If you've ever watched the show, you know that, that Bart is kind of a prankster. He's mischievous. He is rebellious and very disrespectful to authority, especially his father, Homer. Now, whether that was the the child you picked out or not, understand that his influence has been deep and wide in our culture. It has influenced many families, brought out many lowlights in families as children imitate the words and actions and attitude of Bart. Now, think back into your childhood. Think of a low light from your childhood. Now share that with, no, just kidding. Don't share that, right? Don't share that. The point I'm trying to make is, as we look back over history, every single family has had low lights and strife and struggle. For example, we go back to the very first family in the history of the world. The firstborn son, Cain, becomes angry and murders one of his younger brothers. Talk about strife and struggle inside a family. Go a number of generations ahead from there. There's a guy named Jacob, and he has 12 sons. Ten of them are older than Joseph, and one is younger. And and Jacob loves Joseph more than the others. That's a problem. 
The 10 older brothers saw this and, and so they did something about it. They sold Joseph into slavery. Talk about dysfunction, talk about sibling rivalry. That sounds like something you would expect out of a gang, right? And a little while later, there's a, a guy named Samson. And, and you may not know this about Samson. Maybe you do, but, but Samson whined and complained to his mommy and daddy until he got his way. Today, as I, I mentioned earlier, we're continuing our series entitled Called. And what we're going to look at in Scripture, what the question we're going to answer today is, what is God's calling for children? Now, as you think about our, our climate today, our society today, you know that there is a, a role reversal going on in a lot of families. And, and what I'm saying with that is, when I talk about role reversal, is what we see is that there are actually a lot of young children who are actually running the household and who are ruling things, right? Kind of like Samson. They whine and complain until they get their way. Do you know any family like that? Uh, I, I think all of us who are our parents can, can reflect back on a time where our children at least tried to do that, right? And I think if we're honest too, we who are parents can think back to a day when we tried to do that to our parents as well. And so we see it played out, right, don't we? That there's whining, complaining, there's temper tantrums, there, there's disrespect, there's all this going on, not only in the home, but out in public too, right? And then the parents, either because they're tired or because they, they don't have a, a backbone or, or because they're embarrassed at what's going on, they give in, and guess who's actually running the household? Guess who is actually determining what happens in the house? Children are. They play their parents. They manipulate their parents. And they take on the role of the family leader. But that's not God's calling for young children. This is what God says. This is God speaking to all of us. In Ephesians chapter six, he says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. The word obey means to, to listen with the intention of doing what you hear, okay? And obeying is easy, right? For example, it's easy when your mom says to you, hey, for your bedtime snack, why don't you go ahead and, and go to the cupboard and get your favorite candy bar? The child goes, oh, mom, I'd love to obey you. I will do that. It is such an honor to be your child. I will obey you and I will do that. When the father says to the child when they're out shopping, I saw you look at that toy. If you want that toy, go get it and I'll buy it for you. The child goes, oh, dad, I would love to obey you. I will do that. I will go and pick out that toy and let you buy it. But when it's, say, 30 minutes past bedtime 
And mom and dad say, it's, it's time to go to bed now. Go ahead and go on up to bed. It usually isn't met with, oh, I would love to do that. Right? When I was a kid, just, just, just being honest, you know, I, I always obeyed my parents. <laughs> except for the times when I didn't. Right? And, and I remember on a number of occasions, and again, I don't, I don't remember what the background on this was, but I remember on a number of occasions, my mom was going to be stepping in to discipline me. And, and I don't know what that meant to her. It wasn't in, in her head or her heart. I, I don't know if she was going to give me a talking to or if she was going to set me on the timeout chair or if she was going to give me a spanking that I would have deserved. But when she stepped in to discipline me on a number of occasions, I took off. I ran. I ran circles in the house from the living room into the dining room, down the hallway, back into the living room. And I did this circle until I got far enough ahead of her that I could get the front door open and get out without getting caught. And I would take off running down the block. And my mom would take off running down the block after me. And then we'd get a couple of houses down, uh, you know, and I would slow down. And just as my mom's about to catch me, I'd speed off and leave her in the dust. Huh? Talk about a low light, right? Now I, I understand that that's really a lot of like what Proverbs chapter 22 is saying when it says, folly is bound up in the heart of a child. Folly is thinking you can do anything you want without any consequences for you or for someone else. And if you look at, again, society today, we see a lot of that, right? People are free to make any choice they want to, but they're not free from the consequences that happen because of the choice they made. So again, as, as we look back and the Apostle Paul directed, you know, by God, he, he doesn't say, you know, children, obey your parents when they tell you to do what you want to do. He doesn't say, children, obey your parents when they're going to give you something that you want. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. See, obedience to our parents really is a reflection of our connection and our relationship to God. Think about the ramifications of that. Obedience to our parents is really a show, a sign of our connection and our relationship to God. Our parents are to be guided by God's word. That's why we are to obey them in the Lord. Again, later in scripture, in another passage, it says, children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. Again, the context there is that parents, since that's their role, are only going to ask us to do what God wants us to do, what is pleasing to the Lord. And so because of that, because of their role, and because they're going to ask us to do things that only are pleasing to the Lord, then that's what we're going to do. That's how God designed the family to work. Parents, bring up your children in the training and instruction of the Lord. 
and children obey your parents. It only makes sense to follow the instructions of the designer, right? Of the architect. And if we don't do that, well, there's consequences. For example, the other day I, I bought this bookshelf. It was kind of like a, a triangular shaped bookshelf. And I, I didn't use the instructions. I, I used the picture on the front of the box, okay? Because the picture on the front of the box, it was in color. It was pretty. It was big. It was easy to see. And the instructions, when I opened up, they were small. And there were all these arrows. And there was no color. And so I just used the picture, and I put it together. And it was ugly. And it wasn't good. And my family wasn't shocked at any of this. Right? And thankfully, my daughter helped me disassemble, grab the instructions out, and reassemble with me. Okay. Again, God has designed our families work a certain way, and he knows what's best. And so, what is God's calling for children? The first part, obey your parents in the Lord. And there's more. Uh, the next verse in Scripture says, honor your father and mother. Okay. The idea of honor is to give something a value, to give something a high value, to treasure it, to give it the, the utmost respect. We, we all have things that we value, right? We all have things that we give high honor to in our lives. And God is saying, children, no matter how old you are, give high honor, give high value, high respect to your parents. Yeah, and our, our, our children know all about honor and value, right? Maybe, maybe they honor and value their blankie. Maybe it's their nook. Maybe it's a, a toy or a ball uh, or a doll or a video game or some clothes or a car or whatever. They, they know all about, just as we do, high honor and value. We are to honor our parents for the role that God's given to them. That doesn't mean they're always going to be right. Doesn't mean that they, they aren't going to make mistakes. It's we are to honor them because of the value uh, that they have in our lives based on the role that they have been given by God. Now, as, as we talk about honor and obey, I want you to know that I know, I know in our world, and sometimes a whole lot closer than way out there. Sometimes in our families, uh, there's toxic environments and that there is abuse going on. And that is not God-pleasing. And, and that uh, we are not to honor. Um, but I want you to know that we can honor our parents for the role that they have without allowing them to hurt us, okay? And now I understand in some of those situations, you're gonna need help. We're here to help, okay? You can talk with myself or Pastor Ben 
We have a, a great list of, of Christian uh, counselors to help out that we can direct you to. Uh, there's a, another place you can go out online just for some help, uh, netgrace.org, N-E-T, the word grace.org, netgrace.org. It's serious stuff, okay? But we can honor our parents by following godly wisdom. We can honor our parents by setting up boundaries so they don't manipulate us or our marriages. We can honor our parents, even if it's very displeasing to them that we are followers of Jesus Christ. We can still do that. See, what what Paul says is clear. Obey and honor your parents. When there's disobedience and there's dishonor, keep in mind, that's actually a spiritual issue. Parents, when you disobeyed your parents, that wasn't just a societal thing. That was a in-your-heart thing. That was a spiritual issue. Parents, when your child is disobeying you and dishonoring you, understand that's not just a Bart Simpson cultural thing. There's a spiritual war going on in your child's heart. So what that means, like for me, when I was running away from my mom, what I was really doing was running away from God and his will. This is important, right? What is God's calling for children? To obey your parents in the Lord and honor your parents. It's one more part. As children get older, sometimes there's a need for them to do a role reversal inside the family. Sometimes as children get older, they need to provide for their mom and dad. They need to make sure that mom and dad are cared for and are safe. Here's some words from God. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents for this is pleasing to the Lord. So as we age, and and some of us are there, some of us have already been there, some of us are almost there. As we age, sometimes we're going to need to step in and make some difficult decisions. Those decisions need to be made with prayer, with empathy, with love, out of care and concern for our mom and dad, for our parents. Still remember years ago, there was a, a, a gentleman that in one of the congregations I was serving. He was a retired army guy. He was a really strong, tough guy. And I, and I met him and he was just crying because what he had to do later that day was go to his mother-in-law and say, Mom, you can't live alone anymore. It's not safe. Sometimes, As we grow older, we need to do that role reversal so that mom and dad are well taken care of, 
are loved and are safe. So what's God's calling for children? Obey your parents in the Lord. Honor your parents and take care of your parents. How'd you do? How are you doing? I, I want you to know that as, as maybe difficult as, as some of the lowlights have been in, in our family lives and, and different things like that, some the struggles and, and different things, there's one who always honored and obeyed his parents, including his heavenly father, that there was one who always took care of his earthly parents, Jesus, right? Jesus came to do his father's will. He says this, for I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. God said, do this. And Jesus said, I will. Let's look at some of the examples from his life. Remember when he was a 12-year-old? Uh, if you were able to be a part of our worship services on Mother's Day, you, you know I talked about that time where, where Mary and, and Joseph, they left Jesus behind. They left him behind in the big city. and Kind of like in our day, they left him behind in Chicago. They took off and left him, forgot about him. And when they went back, where did they find him? In the temple, the temple courts. Because he said to Mary and Joseph, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? Came to do his father's will. A little later on in his, his earthly ministry, there were all these people following Jesus and they were hungry. Jesus looked for, for food, sent out his disciples to, to find some food to eat. And they were able to come back for this big crowd. They were able to find two small fish and five loaves of bread. Remember that? And, and what did Jesus do? He showed honor to his father. He thanked God for the two little fish and the five measly loaves of bread. And he blessed it and made a banquet for thousands. Remember when it was just hours before he was going to die? He's in the dark in Gethsemane praying. He was so intent in his prayer. He was sweating and it was like drops of blood. Remember what he said? He said, Dad, you know, Dad, if, if there's another way, let's do that. But if not, Dad, your will be done, not mine. See, Jesus gave greatest honor and value to his heavenly father, more important than his status, his position, his name, his opinion, his wealth, his comfort, his life. God, I'm here. Dad, I'm here to serve you. I'm going to do what you want me to do because I know your way is best. Then remember when Jesus was on the cross? Talked about this on Mother's Day too. And his mother was there and 
John, his disciple, was there, and he, he looks at John, and, and basically what he's saying is, John, take care of my mother. She's going to need to be cared for. John, you do it. So you see, Jesus kept God's calling for children out of love for his father, following his, his father's will. It was pleasing to God, and he did that for you and me. Again, Jesus kept it all perfectly all the time. And, and he doesn't come on to us and go, you know, guys, if you would have just followed this, it was so easy. He doesn't treat us like wicked stepbrothers or stepsisters. He comes onto the scene and he says to us, hey, you guys, you take credit for all the good that I did. You take credit. In fact, it's, it's yours. For me following the, the Father's will in your place, that's yours. It's yours. And I'll take credit for all the times you didn't. For all the times you disobeyed and dishonored, disrespected, and didn't care for your parents. I'll take on that. It's pretty amazing. That's what it means to have a Savior. A Savior who cares for us. A Savior who is worthy for, of us to obey and honor. So let's just get a little bit practical now, all right? Children, obey your parents. What that means is listen and then do what you were told to do. Whether that is it's bedtime or pick up your toys or don't download an app without me first looking at it. Or, no, you can't go out right now. Obey your parents. It is a sign of your relationship of God, how much you honor God. Honor your parents. Hold them in high value because of their role that God's given them. Treat them with respect. Look to them for advice and encouragement. I know that, that some of you aren't necessarily here right now, and I'd been warned about it, and I, I didn't buy into it, but it was so true. And what I'm talking about is this, is there's so many times now that I wish my mom and dad were around so I could go back and ask them, what would you do? What advice do you have? So many times it would be nice to have their encouragement. You know, and I, and I saw this all the time in, in campus ministry too. Kids had different things going on in life and, and they so often didn't go to their parents, the ones who loved them the most. Go to your parents, honor them. Care for your parents. Pray for them, love them, serve them. Make sure they're safe. This is how God has designed our families. And if we break away from the instructions, it's no wonder we have issues. Let's look back to Jesus and see how he kept everything, kept all the commands and the care and all of that. And let's use that to be thankful for that. And let's use that to motivate us to follow 
God's gracious instructions. Let's pray. Lord God, a candy bar before bedtime. Boy, that sounds like fun. Sometimes our parents ask us to do things that don't sound like fun. We ask, Lord, that you would lead and guide all parents so that we would bring up our children in the training and instruction of the Lord. And Lord God, be with us as children, whoever we are, to listen to our parents with the intent of following through. We thank you, Jesus, that you honored your father to such an extent that you were willing to die. Lord Jesus, we thank you for honoring us to such an extent that you were willing to die for us. Jesus, we thank you that you care for us for time and for all eternity. In your name, we pray and ask for your blessing in following our calling as children. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.